Happiness is a choice. Hi there, I'm Heather Gray with Business Mindset Mastery, and I'm a mindset coach over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I want to talk to you about one of my core beliefs, because if you don't like this one, you're not going to like me, we shouldn't be friends, and you probably shouldn't keep listening, because at my core, I believe happiness is a choice. We cannot control what happens to us. Some of us get handed really unfair decks of cards in life, and other people get it fairly easy. And that is another thing we can't control. At the end of the day, the only thing we can control is how we choose to respond to what's happened to us, whether or not we make it we use it to make ourselves bitter or whether or not we use it to make ourselves better. And how we respond and who we are, given what we're handed, it defines everything that happens next. I usually piss people off when I say that, right? Because they say, you don't know, I had an abusive parent. You don't know, I was raised in poverty. You have no idea. I've been depressed for two years and I haven't been able to get out of bed. And I hear all the stories and I know all the hard times and I could easily match them with our own, my own. We've all been through life, right? But here's the thing is we still have choices every single day who we are, what we're going to do next, and whether or not we're going to choose to move and in the direction that we're going to choose to move. It's entirely our choice. It means we have to face vulnerability. It means we have to be really brave and put on our big boy and girl pants sometimes. And it means taking chances and taking risks and putting ourselves out there. Sometimes it means having hard conversations and telling people how their words have affected us, how their actions have affected us how we need to change who we are or what we're doing based on what's going on around us. But at the end of the day, our lives and our satisfaction with our lives is largely dependent on what we do with the things that life has handed us. So many people kind of ask me sometimes, where do I think I get off in telling people, you know, that happiness is a choice? Um, they tell me about their sad stories. They tell me about their hard times. And then they quickly tell me that I don't understand. And I kind of get it, right? Because sometimes when I say happiness is a choice, people think I'm blaming the victim. People think that I'm blaming the person who had the hard time. And they think that I'm telling them that they don't get to feel the way that they're feeling. That's not what's happening here. And that's not what I'm saying. People who try to skip the pain, people who try to skip the hard part, well, they're just setting themselves for epic failure because dysfunctional behaviors and dysfunctional responses in relationships largely happen to people because they're trying to skip the pain. I'm not about skipping the pain. I was a therapist for 10 years before I started my online coaching practice. And I know everything there is to know about val validating pain and the human experience experience. But I think what I teach and what I want to talk to you about is how to choose what happens next. How do you get up off the ground when life has kicked you in the teeth? A lot of people think I'm kind of ballsy because I named my business Choose to Have It All and they asked me what was up with that. And honestly, Heather Gray is a t-shirt color from the Gap, so I couldn't name my business Heather Gray. But because Choose to Have It All, the fact that what happens next is largely our choice is why I named my business that. It defines me and it defines how I move through the world and everybody who meets me should know that right away. But what they don't know is the story attached to it and that's what I'd like to share with you today. 
So Choose to Have It All started a couple of years ago, but the story behind it started in 2005. I had been dating my boyfriend for about two years. He was an engineer at Gillette, um, the razor company based in South Boston. We were living in Boston at the time. Um, and I was uh, managing a residential uh, program for teenage adolescent girls. My background is in clinical social work, and I was uh, doing therapeutic treatment with uh, teenage girls and their family. And he had a plan. He was going to become a doctor. Um, he had been working for Gillette for 10 years, and he just decided it didn't make him happy. It didn't light him up. It wasn't fulfilling. And, you know, he just couldn't see the rest of his life spent um, designing machines that make the razors. So he made the decision to become a medical student and to go back to school for a second career. And he started classes at um, the Harvard Extension Program to get all the prerequisites out of the way. Um, and he was going to be getting ready to resign from his position at Gillette, take an EMT exam and become an EMT while he saved more money and lived with his grandmother to become a doctor. Um, meanwhile, in that same span of time, I was working really hard to get a promotion to run um, a residential treatment program. On um, Monday of a week in October in 2015, I got promoted. On that Friday, he was on his way to work in a crosswalk, and he was struck by a bus. He was literally hit by a bus. So that expression that we hear thrown under the bus, if I got a dollar for every time I heard it, I would be a very rich woman. Um, and uh, he was rendered permanently paralyzed. And our lives changed in an instant just blew up our regular every day and suddenly this man that I had started to see my future with who was starting to see a new future for himself well his life changed irreparably and it changed mine too. I remember the moment when he had to be told he wasn't going to walk again. He'd had an eight-hour surgery, and we'd waited all day in the waiting room to hear how he was, and uh, we learned that his spinal cord had been permanently severed. And as we were adjusting to that in the early days, um, he got out of the ICU. He had just been moved to, you know, the regular medical floor, but certainly had a long way to go in his recovery. A family member was visiting and asked him if he was still going to become a doctor someday. <sighs> Honestly, I wanted to punch the woman in the face. I wanted to yell and scream and say, how dare you throw that at him right now? He just found out he can't walk. Who the hell do you think you are? Um, and I probably wanted to say a few more choice words. And then suddenly the room got really quiet, and I just looked at him, and he said, yes, of course. Yes, of course I'm still going to be a doctor. And he did, and he is. He had to put his... Uh, life on hold. He had to do everything on hold a, a year later. He had to get better. He had to do rehab. He had to do physical therapy, occupational therapy, recreational therapy. And I had just gotten my new job and I had to do all of that with him and for him. And we just got thrown into the deep end. 
and he did it. He started, uh, he started his, uh, you know, he returned to Harvard, I guess, like a year later or so and finished his post-baccalaureate responsibilities. Um, he joined medical school and started medical school in 2008, became a doctor in, two, in 2012, uh, did residency and fellowship, and thank God he's almost over in November. He gets to be in attending, and our lives are getting set for a new adventure now. We got married in the middle of it. But it all comes down to a choice. He could have said, no, I guess that whole doctor thing isn't for me. Um, no, that would be too hard. No, I don't think I'm up for that kind of challenge. And instead, without missing a beat, he defined who he was. And I fell more deeply in love than I could have ever imagined feeling or being because he simply said, yes, of course. And he has, and he's done it, and it hasn't been easy. In 2015, we had another bout where he got sick, and he was sick for eight months, which put the whole timeline behind again. He had uh, five hospitalizations, six surgeries. Absurd, absurd obstacles. But his dream is happening because he said yes. When his back was against the wall, broken, he had a choice, and he chose a life that he had defined on his terms. Now, I know that that's not possible for everybody who has awful feet. I know that there's always obstacles, and there's always a reason to say, sure, Heather, that you make it sound so easy. But at the core, guys, it comes down to a choice. Who are you going to be? What are you going to do next? Your happiness is at stake, and it's on the line and it's your choice. That, my friends, is why I believe in my core, with every fiber of my being down to my bones, that happiness is our choice, and we can choose to have it all, but we have to choose the work, the sacrifice, the gut, and the vulnerability to get there. I know you probably don't know how, which is good. That's why I'm here, and we're going to keep talking. But hopefully you have buy-in into this. And if you don't, you should probably move on to another podcast because I promise you I'm not for you. But if you want to learn how and you want to learn when and what steps you need to take, keep listening because we're going to find out next. Thanks so much, and have a great day.